Good morning and welcome to Tobin Talks. I am Tawana Matizanadzo, the audio associate here at the Manitoban, and today we'll be listening to an interview done by Kaylin Bell, speaking with Geneva Alverson and Alison Phipps of the band Serenade on their origins, the impact that the pandemic has had on them as artists, and their upcoming projects. Just to get like a general background, can you guys tell me like sort of the history of your duo, where it started, how you guys met, just the sort of origin story? Sure. Um, oh gosh. Okay, so we met at university. Mm. Yeah. I'd heard, I'd heard of um, Allison, I'd heard of you from doing singing competitions. We both did lots of music and singing competitions growing up and I'd heard her name through singing competitions and heard her sing a few times and was a total creep and was like, she's really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, we got to know each other at university. Okay. Yeah, mostly just university through like opera. Yeah, okay. opera, opera degrees, yep. Yep. So you guys were both studying opera. Yeah. And what was the, why country music or bluegrass? Like how did that sort of, if you were studying opera, that's sort of how you came together. What was the move towards? Isn't that like the weirdest thing to say like, oh, we studied classical training opera, but then we go and do country. Um, it's what we grew up listening to. Another genre that no one else likes, just like opera. <laughs> yeah. Why not do the second least desirable form of music? <laughs> no, cool. Only two people that enjoyed it. Right. Yeah. That was a thing too. Like we were the only... Allison was like the only person I knew outside of like one other random person. No, you were like the only person I knew that like really liked country music. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of how we bonded too. Had you guys been playing country music or like just solo by yourselves before coming together? Or was this the first time that you'd ever sort of pursued making it yourself? Um, gosh, well, I don't, I played in like a numerous weird kind of like, like bar, not bar bands, I would say like garage bands and stuff but I didn't really find the thing that I wanted to do until I sang with Alvin we did classical singing classical together like we sang duets together classically and then we just kind of went oh why don't we actually do what we really love which is country music <laughs> so but we had sung together before singing country music so okay we did some like I I would sing country music by myself like I don't know, it wasn't the same. Not in a professional capacity, no. Right. It was just, let's do a for fun video of myself singing this Alison Crow song. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Is this also, when you guys started making music as Serenade, was this when you started writing songs? Or had you been writing songs individually prior to that? So I suck at songwriting. I don't do any of it. Geneva does all of it. And I just come in after. She's like, hey, I made this song. And I'm like, oh, let's create a harmony. And then that's it. I'm going to throw an orange at you. <laughs> oh, I can't do it. Do it because it's virtual. Um, well, I mean, you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> no, she, she, she gives me way too much credit. I, yeah, I've always been writing poetry, writing stuff. Um, I've all... I need to stop fiddling with an orange. I'm sorry. Um, and yeah, I, the songwriting thing is I've always been doing that and kind of half-assed in a way. Like it's yeah. always kind of half-assed um, where I'd like half write a musical 
or like half write and I never fully commit to anything. Mm -hmm. So then when I really started songwriting, that kind of appealed to me more than going, I have to finish a whole show or finish like a, and that's not, I just didn't have the attention span for it. So, but I always kept a notebook around and I always like wrote down little notes and stuff. I always write, I always find it interesting that if something kind of really good or really bad or just anything really emotional happens in my life, instead of dealing with it, I write it down and turn it into a song. (laughs) I don't like see Allison after like, I have a huge breakdown. I'm like, hey, I wrote a song about my feelings. (laughs) No, it's more like you write a song about my feelings. Yeah, because I know your feelings better than I know my own. Which is also true, yeah. <laughs> is it ever, do you, like, now that you're recording this music and releasing it, is there any, do you ever get nervous about sort of singing these very personal songs about, you know, intense emotional situations, or is it sort of just natural? I think we're part of the, like, RBC Emerging Artist thing right now. So we're doing, like, our mentor is Sheena, like, from Red Moon Road. Mm. So then when we were playing for her, it was kind of terrifying. That was scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was scary. Just like seeing a, like a goddess. Yeah. And like playing for a goddess and her going, that's great. We're like, oh, really? <laughs> um, audience, like. I think part of it, at least perspective has always been um, if I'm able to help someone deal with something that they're going that's going on in their own life through something that I'm writing about then it makes me feel better Mm -hmm. um and I also know like for me too um most singers I mean that's why I took music at university most singers it's a form of it's a form of of and the minute you're singing a song and the minute you're on stage you're not it's a way to get away from everything else so in a sense even though we're writing and singing songs that are about certain themes or certain ideas, um, performing them and being able to sing about them almost is a way of dealing with it. And kind of, at least that, that's how I feel a lot, that I feel like it's almost therapeutic. Totally. So. And do you guys have, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you guys have a collection of songs on SoundCloud right now. Yeah. And so things are sort of moving, you're in the, this, artist's, um, was an artist mentorship program? Is that what it is? How has, I mean, this is not an easy time to do anything, really. Has it uh, felt difficult to try to sort of launch a music career in this? I mean, obviously you guys started before COVID hit, but now that, you know, like live performances are sort of off the table and there's all these different obstacles, has it been frustrating or are you finding it exciting that you need to find new avenues and new ways to sort of promote your music? Sucks. It sucks. (laughs) Summer especially, like we had planned to do a bunch of, we hadn't really done like music festivals before. Mm -hmm. So we had planned, we had like applied to all these music festivals and got into quite a few. And then, yeah, we couldn't do any of them. So that's- And I guess, yeah, going back to what I said that you write are meant to be shared and then not being able to share them. I mean, recording them is great. Doing them in the studio is great. Hearing people's reaction to a music video is cool. But being able to, I mean, I'll never forget the first time we sang um, Chestnut Eyes for like one of our first games. And I looked out and people are mouthing words back. 
and it was like a song I wrote. It was the weirdest feeling having people like sing a song back at me that they'd never heard before. I'm going, this is so weird. And it's not, any, it's not something obviously we get to experience with these new songs. Mm -hmm. Like they're just out in the world and you don't get to really see what people feel about them and what they really think about them. It just kind of st stays in, almost kind of stays in midair, kind of. We also wanted to like tour this summer, like even just to like Saskatchewan or Alberta or whatever, and just like do, do a mini play at whatever. And we couldn't do that either. Well, I guess we could, but like it's kind yeah. of hard. Yeah. Have you been writing music or have you been doing any recording since COVID struck and we were all stuck inside? Has it been like a fruitful period creatively? Yes. Yeah. I, I think um, I would say almost half of our new songs we wrote during the this core COVID. Like when you remember like the, the first time we came over like after quarantine and we because we bubbled pretty quick and we we're like, we're going to bubble because I don't have friends. Uh, so anyway, uh, well, it's true. Um, and and you came over and we just wrote like two, three songs within like the first like week of quarantine because it just kind of felt like, well, we're not going to perform. So you're going to write some stuff. Mm hmm. Um, so it was quite fruitful in that sense. Um, I think, oh, pardon me, go ahead. I think it's going to suck more come like Christmas time because we do like a lot of Christmas stuff and mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's going to suck big time. But we are going to, we're do, planning to do a new Christmas album. So that's, that's in the works. Yeah. I wanted to ask about the Christmas album because, um, for a lot of artists, a Christmas album is something that comes like a lot later in a career. And you guys started like capped it off with one. So what was the decision to start off with a Christmas album? We're just obsessed with it. <laughs> this is good. And we can use like more of our like classical. People are always like, oh, whoa, you can like actually sing. Yeah, it, it, it is more. Yeah, you get to we get to actually use our technique and utilize like what we're not saying that you don't use technique when you sing country music but yeah it sounds more like what we did the training for mm -hmm. kind of thing or like whoa yeah and plus i mean it's wholesome christmas music yeah. I, I always i mean that is also great memory thing for you is like last year october no it was yeah october 31st and i messaged you like the night before and I was just like ha huh, tomorrow's November 1st and then you came over November 1st and we went to Dollarama and decorated my upstairs with <laughs> Christmas stuff this is the day after Halloween that's why we did a Christmas album it's like nobody loves Christmas to the extent that I we used to do lots of stuff like we used to well this past year we did singing just like at the arrivals for the airport and stuff and like we made a lot of money doing that <laughs> and we sold our cds there to people that we probably wouldn't sell to otherwise like just random people and now we won't get to do that because flights well yeah i doubt yeah. it yeah because pandemic <laughs> so you're working towards well the christmas album is that something that you're still planning to do a second christmas album or is that sort of been put on hold i uh, know we're planning to do it it's one of those things that the it sounds kind of um, I don't know. I mean, in that sense, the Christmas stuff comes very natural to us. So we just put together what are the 
next 15 songs that we really want to do and sing through them a bunch of times, figure out how we're going to do them, and then we go in and record them. It's not a huge, it's actually not nearly as much of a process as writing your own yeah. songs. Right. Yeah. And in terms of writing your own songs, is there plans, is like a debut album in the works at the moment? Or a debut EP, something? We are working towards that with um, talking to, it's, we're talking with our mentor, Sheena, about that is kind of, I think that by the time we're done, the mentorship will have our best like five originals together to do, to kind of conclusively put our EP together. Nice. So right, right now we're just basically got like a co collection of demos and stuff. And then we've been shipping those around and using those for applying for festivals and stuff. And now with thanks to Sheena, we have a better grasp of what our best repertoire is. Right. We're able to kind of take like songs and go, okay, this is really a solid EP. Because basically the mentorship is like, we're trying to sell ourselves to like buyers who would want to hire us for shows in their venues. But I don't even know if that's going to happen. Nice. <laughs> mentorship, like maybe we'll hire you in the future when things are, or maybe we'll forget about you and none of this will matter. <laughs> It's the uncertainty. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like, will this matter? Hopefully people will see this. I guess the good thing is, is like, at the end of it, people are going to crave the arts more than ever, because that's one thing that's really been suffering. I just like the first thing I was, literally the first thing I was thinking, it's like arts and sports, the minute this is over, it's like everyone's going to want to go to a soccer game or go to some kind of a game. That's the first thing people are going to do. They're going to go and go watch a football game or something. But, and second, they'll go, to, like, I'll want to go to the symphony or go out somewhere to see live music somehow. Because that's just such a huge part of Winnipeg life is yeah. live, live sports, live music. like a fet jockey, like pop-up thing at the Forks like a couple weeks ago. And some lady was like, yeah, she was just like, wow, live music, like, I miss this, you know. And I guess in a weird way, it's kind of good that we get this time to um, really write our music good so that when um, the opportunity comes, we'll be more than ready. And people will just appreciate it more, hopefully. After mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. When you're writing a song for Serenade, how do you know that you have, like, a good Serenade song? Is there, like, a... Is it just something you know? You feel like it's a strong one or? If it works within five minutes, we take it. Nice. That sounds really weird, but if we have to work really hard at it, it's <laughs> not a good This isn't good, yep. Gotta come naturally. Um, There's like some spark right and you're like, oh, oh this will be good. Or you're like, oh no. This... Sometimes you write, or like Geneva writes stuff and then you start singing and we're like, this is better just a solo. Like, I don't think yeah. this is like... Hmm. And then some stuff like I'll sing a bar of it and the harmonies go over top and I'm like, ah, that's exactly what I wanted. Yeah. And it feels, it feels like you're like reading my mind practically because I don't write any of the harmonies in. I just write a melody and I come and I come to you and I sing something. Then you sing the stuff over top. I'm like, ah, that's exactly what I wanted. And I didn't say anything. And then other times I'll sing something and it just kind of hangs there and we kind of look at each other and go, this is weird. Mm, mm. No. This is weird. She's like, I wrote this in my tub at 12 a.m. and this doesn't sound as good as I thought it did before. <laughs> oh my god, yes! I do that all the time. I know. 
she'll start singing something for me and she's like wow this does not sound how i thought it sounded ahead and she's like never mind i'm like oh i guess we're done with this one <laughs> or the one that i think is horrible and then it ends up being great like this is a really boring thing and when you're like oh, this is okay this emerging thing we have to pick three songs to like showcase for these people and Sheena, like, of all the ones we picked, like, of originals, we would never have picked this Sally Ann, which basically wrote, like, sitting in my backyard having beers. And she's like, that's the one you should do. And we're like, what? Don't we have better ones than that? I, it all depends on the because audience. Because sometimes and, like, it's your own personal preference. This is what isn't what other people like. <laughs> it's that, it's, there's a battle with that, with even your own voice. Like, I know in our studies, it can be very... Um, weird if you like a genre, for instance, like if you like singing Baroque music, but uh, your voice sing romantic music. Mm. And that kind of can be a really harsh reality to go, you really suck at singing Brahms, but you love it. So that's unfortunate. That's like my relationship with Mozart. I sound great singing Mozart, but I hate Mozart. So... <laughs> that's kind of unfortunate sometimes when you get told oh this tune is fantastic and you go oh that's like my ninth favorite song so it's kind of that is that something that you guys take into consideration a lot like if someone tells you this song is fantastic but it's not one of your favorites will you maybe pursue that one further or will you kind of be like i know the songs that i like that's what's important to me. Um, I think it's a bit of both. Yeah, we kind of have songs. Like, we have different set lists for different places we go. Yeah. Like, we do a lot of, like, old age home gigs. So we have, like, a set that's all, like, old stuff. And, like, we don't usually do originals because the older people want to just sing along with, like, old songs that they know. Like, totally. we sing Edelweiss because everyone joins in at the end. And they're like, oh, I'm old. Yay. <laughs> yeah like other settings where it's like we're in a showcase for Manitou music so we want to like showcase our like own stuff I guess it depends yeah so but yeah I think to answer that I think it really does depend on the audience and it depends on um how much time we have like if you have for instance I think for at least for me one of the most stressful things in the whole world is like a 20 minute set that's like five songs you don't have that that's like really stressful to me to go oh what five songs do we do if you have a 45 minute set you can afford to do songs that you like songs that they like and you sandwich them together and it ends up being great if you only have 20 minutes you're gonna play what people want to hear right you know it, so that kind of turns a it depends on how much time you have the audience that you that you're playing for and I guess also like what kind of gig it is. Is it like an indoor venue where people are drinking and it's more of a party atmosphere or is it an outdoor thing where it's like all ages and six-year-olds and grandmothers and stuff? Right. And I mean, you guys clearly have a lot of musical chemistry, personal chemistry. Um, I was just wanting to know, is there any, you guys are a duo and you have a lot of like songwriting chemistry and your voices obviously go together well in a really natural way. Is there any desire to bring on other players in the future? Are you interested in forming like a larger band or having session players come in or do you like to keep it sort of insular? What are you offering? <laughs> do you want me to join? <laughs> I don't know. We never even talked about that. 
We're too weird. People will get annoyed. They'd be like, ugh. Who are these two really weird chicks that talk a lot? <laughs> um, I feel like, yeah, it's never been a thing. Well, I guess the thing is, too, I mean, Allison play. you play, like, n so many instruments, multi-instruments. So, so we can do, like, piano, guitar, um, mandolin, banjo. There's We can play a lot of different instruments. So a lot of times in recordings, we'll play all the instruments that you hear in the tracks. And so the need for a sessional, for a sessional inst um, instrumentalist isn't really that high because we can pretty much play everything that we need. Right. But yes, that would come into play if we ever had a live show where we'd want to have all those instruments being played at once. Then, but so far that really hasn't come up. So far people really like the intimate nature of two people on stage singing in that kind of traditional Everly Brothers kind of way that's kind of the the thing um sometimes for like a cd or something you could add like a drum drums or something yeah. i don't know yeah we added sleigh bells in our christmas album that was <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was edgy yeah count jingle bells oh and a man. Ho, ho in the background oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really weird. Okay, I'm going to <laughs> Okay, actually, I think it's been about 25 minutes or so. So I think we've, I've got all the questions I wanted to ask. I want to thank you guys so much for talking to me. This was a very successful and pretty glitch-free interview as far as Zoom interviews go. So good job. <laughs> good team.